how are you? I'm Cecilia Lagos, greeting you from the Netherlands in this second episode of my podcast with no name yet. So if you have suggestions, I will be more than happy to receive them. You can write me to my Twitter account at Cecilia Lagos, just as it sounds, everything together. Or you can also follow me on Instagram at ceci.lagos. It's quite inevitable for me to talk about Marcelo Bielsa in this new episode. He has just been appointed as a new Leeds manager and his arrival to this club is full of excitement, reasonable doubts, reasonable fears, reasonable hopes. So this podcast is basically dedicated to the people of Leeds United. Marcelo Bielsa, where to start with him? There's hardly any other manager in the world that draws so many passionate emotions. Most of them are pure love and reverence, although he also gets his fair share of critics and detractors who accuse him of only selling the smoke, as we say in South America, meaning that he talks pretty but wins little, a sort of an underachiever. But beyond that love and hate, what stands as the truth is that Marcelo Bielsa has become a movement with devoted followers such as Pep Guardiola, a wild attacking football training school and a philosophy of life, something he cannot understand or even accept very well, something he feels humble about, something way larger than himself. Bielsa is an outsider in a sport that has rather become, and it's actually called now, an industry. His character is one to fall in love with because he's way above what football represents now. Money, fast results, marketing and more money. And in the middle of that ferocious machine, he stands alone with his deep humanity, his caring for people, his ravishing passion, his profound views of life and knowledge of football, which he uses constantly as analogies to explain himself and the beautiful game, which makes even more beautiful. He's not only a football trainer, but rather a teacher who changes and shapes many of his pupils' lives. Many of the Chilean players under his direction in the national team, like Claudio Bravo or Esteban Paredes, will tell you that Bielsa was a trainer that made the most impact in their lives and learning process at footballers, because Bielsa never forgets that football and life go inextricably intertwined. You play how you live, and you live how you play. It's also true that he is eccentric, unpredictable, obsessive and a football workaholic. He might call you at 4am to ask you about the name of a player he was thinking of and couldn't remember. He will walk with you for hours and then leave without saying a word. His nickname, El Loco, the crazy one, wasn't earned by chance. And some will find that funny and adorable, but some others might grow weary after a certain time working with him. But most of all, what I can tell you, at least from his stay in Chile, is that he left an undeniable mark, a trail of teachings, lessons and good deeds that have made him nest in the deepest corner of our hearts like no one ever before. He changed us for good. For decades we accepted submissively that moral victories were enough and that glory was a gift reserved only for the likes of Brazil, Argentina or Uruguay, just an example. With him, the Chilean team defeated Argentina in the World Cup qualifiers for the first time in history, and our national team was such a joy to watch. Chile could return with him to a World Cup after 12 years of waiting and failures since France 98. He made us dream, he made us proud of ourselves, he made us believe we could win, he made us win. And by doing that, he changed our whole mentality forever. 
Bielsa accepted the Chile job because he fell in love with the challenge, with the possibility of transformation, and with the view of the Andes. He put money out of his pocket to make renovations at the old and crumbling Chilean training camp to make it decent, worth of a team that craved to be champion. He would give these motivational talks at different companies and he would donate all the money earned from those talks to these renovations and improvements. He lived at the training camp facilities and merged with the middle working class neighborhood where it is located. He became friends with the local baker, the local grocery store owner, the gardener, the cooks and the old lady next door. Also, he always helped in silence anyone around anytime he could. That's Bielsa. He's very political, he always takes a stand. For many, his preference for the left and his close bond with former president Michel Bachelet took its toll when the rightist Sebastián Piñera, at the time owner of Colo Colo, the most popular club in Chile, became president for the first time. In a visit to La Moneda, the presidential palace, Bielsa refused to greet Piñera and some considered that that gesture put an expiration date to his stay in Chile. Harold May Nichols, the FA president who Bielsa had partnered with to carry out his job, lost the re-election and Sergio Jaue, currently prosecuted by US justice in the FIFA gate, became the new FA president. Bielsa had announced before the election in a historical press conference that lasted one hour and a half that should the opposition win, and the opposition was led by Colo Colo among other big clubs, that he would step down because he simply didn't trust him to carry on with his job the way he trusted May Nichols and, oh boy, his guts were so right. After the new board took power, we all knew the fairy tale was over. They tried to convince him to stay, not because they liked him, but because it was just unpopular to let him go, but they couldn't stop him. The day Marcelo Bielsa announced he was leaving was one of the saddest any Chilean football fan can remember. I still can recall when he said that his time in Chile was one of the happiest in his whole life. And then his voice broke, his eyes welled up. He couldn't go on. He had to pause, and all of us at home were crying with him. His farewell game was a friendly against Uruguay, with 40,000 people thanking him and displaying a giant Chilean flag that said, Marcelo Bielsa, the Chilean people thank you, which was then offered to him as a gift. For years to come, it was so difficult to fill the void that his indelible legacy left that a special term was coined for those who wouldn't accept or cope with his departure, incapable of moving on. They were called Bielsa's widowers or widows. I know I was Bielsa widow for a long time, especially after the appointment of Claudio Borghi after him, a decision that almost destroyed and erased everything Bielsa had created with the national team. Only with the success of Jorge Sampaoli, the Bielsa mourning ended. But even when he didn't give us a title, his principles, his decency, his genuine love for us and his ethics are what remain in the end. Marcelo Bielsa carries his pains with dignity and explosion or isolation, and he steps down whenever he feels he can't rise to the challenge anymore, like he did after that painful 2002 World Cup elimination with Argentina in the group stage and the defeat with Brazil at the Copa America final in 2004, or whenever he feels his counterpart is not honoring or won't honor their promises and commitments. It's true that Bielsa hasn't left in a good way any of his latest jobs, I even remember when Lazio announced him as their new coach and he resigned the next day because when someone makes promises to him, they better keep them. But this time with Leeds, I think it's different. According to the information they have, he has been assured that he will be the master and commander of the promotion plan. 
that he has been granted the freedom he needs in order to execute his transformational ideas. Because Leeds is a club that will need a lot of reforms if they want to change, and Marcelo Bielsa is the right man for a job like that. But they will have to let him do his will, praise his stuff and all, and never ever break his trust, because he will leave. What I mean, Leeds fans, is that you're getting a rare gem that holds the potential to change your history forever, but that needs to be kept under very careful and special conditions. We Chileans know that he picks his jobs not for the money, but for the project he's offered. With Leeds, it's all about the adrenaline of the challenge. The prospect of taking Leeds back to the English Premier League is something that fills Bielsa with energy and illusion. But make no mistake, Marcelo Bielsa is someone who also appreciates the history of a club like Leeds, and I'm sure that was a big reason why he chose the club. Because that's something else, Leeds fans. You don't choose Bielsa. Bielsa chooses you. And there's no way he signed that contract unless they promised him to lead a revolution. Because that's exactly what you've signed for. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you liked this episode. See you next time. Bye.